Hello. <laughs> hey. Welcome back to Talking Upstream. We're, we are laughing for reasons you don't know. You'll find out later. My name is Dylan. I'm Zach. And we are some nobodies. And this is, as you saw, Talking Upstream. Now, what Talking Upstream is, it is a 90-minute writer's room style show where Zach and I, each week, bring competing ideas to the table. We choose one of them. And then ideally, over the course of that next about 85 minutes, we develop that idea into something we can pitch, produce, or otherwise develop further. Yeah, and if you normally watch our show, uh, this segment usually goes to like a script reading or something showing Dylan's writing. We're kind of changing up things a little bit just because we got a bunch of friends and we kind of want to spread the love around. And, and I was on vacation. And Dylan was on vacation. So uh, we're going to kind of go through this. And then once the interview process is over, then we're going to kind of hop back into our normal thing. Mm -hmm. And just Dylan and I are going to kind of uh, talk a whole lot and oh, yeah. try to make each other giggle. We'll wear your ears out. Yeah. But before all that, how are you? I'm doing all right. Yourself? <sighs> I've been better. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've been looking at your emails and Quibi hasn't emailed you yet. They haven't yet. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm hungry for that. And they yeah, haven't fed me. It's pretty upsetting. Yeah. We create so much stuff. We're here. Yeah. They just need to show up. All right. Are you excited about this interview? Speaking of showing up. Yeah. A couple <laughs> of our friends showed yeah. up, which is cool. Um, so if it's okay with Dylan... We're going to go ahead and uh, introduce Kevin yeah. and Donnie from our friends over at uh, Whatever Talks. Yeah. So, Kevin and Donnie. Yeah. Hello there. Hey, guys. Hey, what's How's up, guys? Awesome. How you doing? Awesome, awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Number one, thank you very much for coming on here. We yeah. do appreciate it. And thanks for uh, hanging with the technical difficulties while we learn how to interview somebody. It's just standard <laughs> operating procedure at this yeah. point. Um, <laughs> it, is this the first time you guys have heard of IBM TV? It is for me. Yeah. Uh, actually, 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 it's my second time. Actually, my second time. You guys were on my show before, and you talked about it. Yeah, you're right. That's cool. <laughs> hey, we had a good it's time. My first time. Yeah. yeah, thanks for having us on there. Um, so if you don't know, IBM TV is really trying hard to become one of the leaders of streaming content. Um, and we hooked up with them, and they obviously gave us a very cool show mm -hmm. where we get to display our uh, content creating abilities. I guess. Uh, but you guys have your own podcast, uh, which is different than the seven of ours. Um, Real quick, do you guys want to yeah. describe what your podcast is? The show is called Whatever Talk and is no pretty kind of self-explanatory, kind of. is We talk about whatever, like no matter what the topic is, no matter how, um, how raw it may be, and it doesn't make a difference. We, and, but I, I feel that we do something different by making fun of it like we make fun of reality like we take the 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 stuff that everybody don't talk about per se the most and fixate on that and yeah. make fun of it it's pretty unfiltered and, from what i remember yeah we listened to uh, a couple episodes uh it, it's good it is unfiltered but it's good yeah we're yes 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 uh that, I, I want it to be that way on purpose because uh, I want to re innovate talk. Like I hear a lot of people out here just jawjacking and speaking the facts 
and all that <laughs> stuff. But nobody wants to talk about the stuff that they're talking about. They just want to just blab it out there. And yeah. what me and Cal do, we we kind of improv off our off each other about the stuff that we talk about which is the making fun of reality portion. And we kind of have this unique ability to find humor in the darkest of topics. Yeah. I mean, right now, <laughs> right. you know, it's, it's, a sad, it's a sad place. So, like, people want to laugh right now. So that makes sense. Uh, Kevin, real quick, what was, um, you know, whatever talk? Obviously, that's, that's whatever anybody wants to talk about. What is the weirdest topic that one of your guests has brought up? Uh, I would say maybe not weird, but... Um... Maybe a lot of, um, I would say a lot of the COVID, a lot of the COVID uh, talk. It's yeah. just been very weird uh, yeah. this year. Like, take your pick. All of it is weird. So, Yeah, it's true. We listen to a lot of podcasts, and the majority of them are pretty much just covering COVID, which is kind of boring, but that's what everybody wants to talk yeah. about. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so where are you guys from? You can go, Kat. Uh Detroit, Michigan. Uh, West Side, Detroit, Michigan. Right uh, on. Me and Donnie, we grew up together. So. Oh, no hey, kidding. Dylan's Dill, a Michigan kid. I, I lived in Ypsilanti for a long time. My sister's out okay. there. Right uh, yeah, I know about Ypsilanti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, did you guys do any projects before the podcast? I mean, you obviously were friends before then. Was there anything you guys worked on before this podcast? Honestly, nope, man. We just been we, – we we took our, our savagery nature from growing up. And right very not. creative you know what i'm saying just yeah we grew up very creative you know yeah, knowing how but, to create fun and and just creating different things to keep us busy like we just basically took all that in a nutshell and just made a show out of it yeah right on well being being this creative is there like uh like a bigger project you guys would want to work on or is there a bigger goal that you're trying to get to with the podcast yes actually uh the, like you like you just said, it's just a talk show right now, and we're just talking about a whole bunch of stuff, but being creative with it at the same time. But yes, I am um, starting to write more as far as scripts, and I want to actually be a feature film editor. So um, hopefully, I'll be able to find some somebody who can who who to collab with and start putting my ideas on the screen or youtube or all the media sites out there all the streaming sites and that is where we're going to be at for the next COVID years <laughs> yeah oh, we should have you back on uh for, for the show and have him pitch an idea yeah. that'd be cool yeah do that pretty uh, easy. yeah because hopefully we're hoping that ibm tv helps us uh take our ideas that we create on the show and put them onto a streaming service which is why we call our show talking upstream because yeah. we want to sell out and get to a netflix or a hulu or a disney obviously yeah. Uh, that's awesome, cool. awesome. We got well, the biggest issue with us right now is that he's in a completely different region of the USA, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like a uh, it's kind of like a one man army over of my end because, um, not saying Kev not doing his part, but as far as production wise with him, I can't do other yeah. than whatever talk, but other stuff like i i'm looking for grants i'm looking for whatever means i can to try to jump start some stuff but and i'm talking to other people outside but nobody want to come outside 
Yeah. <laughs> I know it's hard. Yeah. Uh, before, before COVID, Dylan and I were actually trying to make our first movie. Yeah. And then this thing hit, and it's like nobody wants to do anything anywhere. So we can fall back on podcasts. Yeah. Then we just started right. doing podcasts. Like, yeah, whatever. We, we got nothing else. Um, you got a question? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, sorry, I do have a question. Give me just a second. Um, <laughs> as far as your content and your style goes, would you say that you have any clear like influences, anybody you pull from, anybody that inspired you to start doing this? Or you just kind of hit what felt natural to you? Well, as far as me, um, I've actually been doing this for about 10 years, so I probably could get a pension if the government knew about this. But <laughs> <laughs> still, so I'm still trying to make it out there. But I've been, I started out as, uh, on another show called Trophy Horrors, which was a video game, uh, video game based podcast, and we talked about give news on video games and our opinions on them. And then over time, and I, I have never knew what a podcast was at the time either. So this guy just seen my trophy list and said, "Hey, your trophy count is pretty high, and it's kind of like a basis to." this podcast that he wanted to do so he invited me on and over time i realized that i kind of did talking <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, over more time i kind of realized like man i kind of did talking about a lot of stuff a lot of stuff besides video games yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i thought about whatever talk and Kev wasn't a part of the 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 launch of whatever talk, but he is actually he's like a um I guess he's he's a returning a re, a returning original. He was <laughs> right on. Yeah, doing I, I, our practice shows or trying to get this thing started. Right, I was there for the brainchild and everything. Yes, yes, he was there. <laughs> but after that, he right. fell off and left right. me. Left me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to go back to your writing, your writing, you know, uh, uh, past. What what genre of writing do you go to? I think we tend to go to like kind of sci-fi and speculative uh, fiction. Speculative fiction. Mm, yeah. Nice. Thank you. Uh, what what kind of what kind of writing do you guys do? Uh, well, we just did a little bit. We 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 on a we have a mini series called Change for Ten, and we did some co-writing on that. It's also on YouTube. It's like it's a five episode series. Uh, my very first acting ever, like besides acting the fool in real life. Yeah. My very first acting in the real screen. And I dropped into that by accident as well. And but but Kev, you've been in it for <laughs> a little bit. You wanna talk about that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> or maybe did he freeze on me? Oh, is he out? That's cool. We got more uh, questions. Probably, well, I said, uh, in case he doesn't come back in, Kev. He... Well, as far as acting, um, oh, yeah, I did go. a little. I did a little bit here and there, uh, from. Yeah, I did a little bit. Uh, he's, he, he's 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 he, you're falling in and out, Kev. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, well, Donnie, you said you're a video game player. What, what's like some of your favorite video games? Uh, Dylan's a big gamer. I game of I game of Fairmount. Yeah. Well, my favorite of all times is... It must be a major delay, man. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, you're kind of late. Fine. We know how it goes. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, my, my favorite game series of all times is Metal Gear Solid. 
series. Oh, nice. Love that game. Well, Love so, it. I don't, I don't yeah. think nobody can tell a story like Metal Gear. <laughs> Dude, when, when Metal, well, when, when Metal Gear hit the the PlayStation, and that was the first time, like when you're playing Psycho Manus, yeah. and you had to like change the controllers. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like fighting a guy for like a, like a whole week. I'm like, I don't know what to do. And then my cousin's like, oh, put the controller in a second. I'm like, that, that was the first that was the first video game that just caught me off guard. I'm yeah. like, all right, you're trying to do something cool. Yeah, I like that. Kojima has some ideas, and he's very good at executing them. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And the thing about that is for us real gamers out there in the world, we didn't have no YouTubes at the time. <laughs> yeah, you had to figure it out. Swapping that controller into Impact. the second port. Yeah. <laughs> We were real. We were real gamer OGs. Yeah, for real. I know you had to. You had to go to a game store and talk to somebody and have them like. Hey I man, what did you do? Man, yeah, man, are I you buying like eighteen <laughs> times? He read my memory card five times, and that killed me because he didn't like the save files I had on there. And <laughs> yeah, so, that game was yeah. so cool. <laughs> All right, um, another kind of we're, we're a bunch of nerds. Also, mm -hmm. another one of the nerd questions we like to ask people is. Um, who's who's the best Batman? <laughs> best Batman. The best Batman. Yep. Uh, are you talking about like the the bit screen Batman or anime Andy. or or any in general? Any. It's, it's kind of hard because I'm not a DC DC fan. Yeah, but, but Arkham Arkham games are great though. I, yeah, I'm just about to say I'm going with the Arkham series because honestly, I didn't even care about Batman until the Arkham series of video games came out. Yeah, yeah, those games definitely work yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, is is Kevin a gamer too? He played Mario Kart every now and then on his mobile phone, but Yo, yeah, no real gamers don't use mobile phones. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we got we had a couple of questions for you. Don't want to take up too much of your time, um, but um, I know Dylan went over like influences. Like, what were some influences? If you could just fight any podcast and take their spot. What podcast would you find? Not really. <laughs> oh, oh, that's hilarious, but that was a huge delay, Cam. I know. <laughs> I think you answered about three questions back. <laughs> oh, that's cool. It happens. Yeah. Hey, that sucks, man, with your, uh, your, your connection, man. That sucks. Yeah. Dude, that happened to us like the first time we <laughs> do a show. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't worry, that happens. But uh, yeah, fighting any podcast. What podcast would you play and kick out? Um, shoot, <laughs> I don't really want to kick out any podcast because oh. I I feel like they're they're like well, all the people that I have talked to, like besides you guys and my guests that I have on the show, but through forums and social media, it seems like all the ones I talk to and the people I talk to who have their own podcast and the ones I have listened to, they seem like they do it out of, I guess, um, um, the same reasons I do it. Like they, they got something to say and they use this kind of like a, a audible diary, I guess. Yeah. And so I want that. I, it's kind of hard for me to kick out, but I guess I'll go with, since I'm not on their show anymore, uh, trophy whores. Yeah. <laughs> so I started out with. Get him out. Yeah. Um, all right. And then the last question that we I'd, asked. I'd fight Ira Glass from This American Life. <laughs> you, you would fight Ira Glass. Glass jaw. You talk about the glass jaw. About that. <laughs> no, you're cool, man. Uh, last question that we asked everybody. What do you think is the dumbest idea for a podcast? Dumbest Just the, 
The worst idea. The dumbest idea for a podcast. It doesn't even need to exist. Just the worst idea. Hmm. Can you guys show me an example of what you feel? Or just the dumbest? Maybe I can. So on one of our shows, uh, we call it the Podcast Podcast, a podcast show. We review very bad podcasts. Uh, <laughs> one of the ones we found was a lady who uh, goes around and gets signatures because she wants to be able to buy other people's boogers. And and because you can buy, you can buy blood and you can buy plasma, she thinks that it's her constitutional right to buy boogers. So I think that uh, a podcast about the rights of boogers is a very bad idea. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now that you say that, um, wow, that is a very, <laughs> that is a very dumb idea. So I yeah, guess I go with. I guess I go with. Um, uh, I guess I go off a, a spinoff of that show and asking people to taste their boogers. That'll be like gross and a bad idea because I believe that's how Rona even started. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how we get away the top. We have Rogan. <laughs> uh, all right, cool, Donnie. I appreciate your time, yeah. man. Thank you, you very and much, Kevin. Showing up. Yeah, thank you, that's and Kevin, good. very much. We're definitely gonna push whatever talk. Um, but we do have one more thing for you, if that's okay. Um, what our show is about is that Dylan and I both bring a very stupid idea to the plate, and then one of us, and now you, are going to choose which one we go through, and then we're going to work that out all the way down. Um, so the one that Dylan brought last time was the idea that... Yeah, so the idea I had, it's like a, uh, a fantasy sort of thing, like Warcraft or Lord of the Rings, but instead of being presented as kind of a serious, like, good versus evil thing... It's a story of a struggle between the magical poachers and the Department of like Magical Wildlife who have to try and stop them. And I imagined it kind of similar to maybe like Parks and Recreation or Reno 911, where it's these magical animal control officers sparring off on people who are trying to smuggle a unicorn into like a tavern or something like that. Yeah, I guess like if Bright were a sitcom. Yeah, yeah. kind of like that. Uh, so that was the idea that Dylan brought last time. Um, the one that I'm going to bring this time uh, I saw a bunch of stuff about uh, time loops recently. So I had an idea of people that are all stuck in a time loop together, but they've been in that time loop for about 25 years and they don't care about ever getting out. They're just kind of stuck in it. And it's their daily, uh, just what they do every single day, knowing that it's going to groundhog and get them back to nothing. So I like the idea of seeing the same people over and over again without trying to get out of a time loop. So Camping time loop mishaps. Yeah. Oh, camping? Yeah, I like camping. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, this is easy for me. Okay. Extremely easy. Uh, not the second one at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. And, and all right. Only, I, I say that because I, I kind of, I freaking hate anything dealing with time travel because oh. you could just use that as the loophole to why. That makes sense. Yeah. Time travel is a very yeah, easy I, thing to yeah, think. And I, and I don't, I don't like, I don't like that because anything can be ha can happen, and you just blame it on time travel. Fair. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, so we're gonna yeah, go with uh, uh, unicorn, unicorn smuggling. Yeah, cool. unicorns is better. Be and also, they have a um, it has a horn, a uni horn. You can't beat that. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that's cool. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna go with we're gonna go with unicorn smuggling. Um, uh, Donnie, is there anything you want to pitch real fast before? Yeah. Uh, we let you go. Oh, yeah. I want to say, please go listen to whatever talk. I guarantee you, you will get a nice laugh out of it. And if you don't get a nice laugh out of it, you need to grow a sense of humor. 
<laughs> and we also have spin-off shows or whatever talk we got whatever talk gaming anime talking to myself top five um uh i got a new show challenge your beliefs that i'm in the process of putting out so yes go listen to us we on various media apps everywhere home is anchor and if you lose us if you can't remember where to listen to us type it in on google with the first search that Google gives us, thanks to Google, I ain't even paying for that, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, oh, and Kev again, he's having tech issues. He lost his connection. He just sent me a, a text. He says, "Thank you for having them on, having us on." And our heart goes out to him. Appreciate yeah. that, dude. We know what it's, we know what it's like to have technical problems. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we really appreciate you, Kevin, and whatever talk. And uh, you know, IBM TV does a show called Podcasters Tuesdays, and maybe we'll try to get you on there. Uh, just to kind of meet some of our podcasters to get some better networking going on. Um, awesome. But either, other than that, man, thank you very much. Yeah. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Really do. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that as well. Awesome. I love the show that you guys was on too. Uh, when you was on my show, that you oh, yeah. back, when you were like, <laughs> it'd be funny if you just end it right now and I just cut it right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. Yeah, we didn't really know, but we were cool with it. So yeah, yeah. if you ever want to have us on, we will always go on there. We, yeah. we like your show. It's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, I feel like it'll be a breakaway from the censorship. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Run yeah. on. Take it easy out there. Okay. Unicorn right. smuggling. Yeah. That was good. I didn't even write the yellow one up there. So no. yeah. I have to save some time. Cool. Okay. Um here we are. Here we are. Okay. Let's get so, back on back in the saddle, such so, so to speak. First off, thank you very much to whatever talk, Donnie and Kevin. Super cool guys. Yeah. Uh, go check them out if you're into uncensored. Yes. Content. <laughs> it is uncensored, just so you know. Uh, and that's not really our style, but uh, th- they are very fun guys. They have really interesting conversations, oh, yeah. and they're cool. So if you're cool with uncensored, go check them out, whatever talk. Uh, sure. But first and foremost, obviously, thank you to IBM TV. Uh, we really appreciate you giving us a slot and giving us some time to just chat. Uh, that's what Dylan and I yeah. do best. So uh, thank you very much. Um, and like Dylan said at the beginning, please go to somenobodies.com if you want to see a lot more weird stuff that we're doing. Uh, we're actually in the process of trying to make our own movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, with the help of IBM TV, they're going to help us do this. TBA. And uh, yeah, so keep checking on that. Cool. Um, so let's hop into let's this. To hop into this. So unicorn smuggling. Unicorn smuggling. So I have tried. It's been sitting in my brain since I first announced it like a month ago. Yeah. And I've been trying not to develop it very strongly. Yeah. Um, I, I, I did not think about it at all. I pictured this as a as a feature, as like a 90-minute movie. Like a standalone movie. Standalone movie. Okay. With I mean, obviously, it's a fantasy thing, so there's potential for franchise stuff there. Yeah, of course. But I pictured it as like a fake documentary about the day in, a day in the life of magical animal control. A day in the life of animal control. Magical animal magical control. animal control. So, like, we're following the the company of people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If um, you'd follow like a squad of anti poachers, I'm not quite sure what to ref- range. I guess you could call them rangers in the modern sensibility and the D and D fantasy style sensibility, where they're wandering around, they're ranging, and their whole thing is protection of the wilderness. Yeah. So we're going to go with unicorn smuggling slash. Well, I, I guess yeah. we'll just call them rangers for right now. Yeah. All right. So the main focus 
of this is obviously from the Rangers' point of view. Yeah. Um. So using your uh, your sure. degree, right? Sure. Uh, you're a very expensive piece oh, yeah. of paper. Yeah. Uh, what style of storytelling do you want to go into here? So, I figure this is pretty standard. Like, I mean, fa the fantasy genre, unfortunately, is relatively cursed, where a lot of the substance that comes from it are the set dressings and the spectacle of it. Sure. Which. I don't think we need to shy away from because we are doing a genre element, and that is admittedly, though I write genre mm -hmm. almost ex like almost exclusively. That is why the, the genre and speculative fiction stuff is generally looked down on by the people who are more high-minded literary folks. Yeah. Um, another question, if that's yeah, okay. Sure. What what things do you try to keep in mind when trying to write a story that is not only fictional mm -hmm. but kind of almost trope-heavy? I try to make sure that when I use tropes, when, not if, because tropes are tools, they're techniques, mm -hmm. they're storytelling techniques in the same way that a certain camera movement might be a technique, in the way that a dolly zoom is a technique. Mm -hmm. Tropes are literary techniques, which means they have uses, and they're not always bad, but they need to be used in a way that they do not come across as cliche. Mm -hmm. Cliche is when a trope turns overdone. Sure. So right here, I'm thinking... If we do a tongue in and I've always envisioned this specific one as pretty heavy in the Warcraft element, because Warcraft is very heavy on magical creatures. Maybe bring in the Witcher, because the Witcher is all about hunting down magical monsters. Mm -hmm. Where monsters are commonplace. People live in they, they are used to having them around. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine that the people who work for the Rangers are probably relatively well trod in this sort of interaction and i suspect that it would probably be a more tongue-in-cheek deconstruction of a fantasy world yeah so it's gonna have to come off a little comedic yeah but that's because it is a fake yeah things. and that also means that we can take very common tropes and turn them on their heads sure um and i'm thinking primarily like the empire is always evil that sort of thing mm -hmm. we call the empire and have everybody kind of acknowledge some sort of problem with it, that sure. sort of thing. Now, do the Rangers work for the Empire? I imagine they're probably a state function. It's probably important for the government to control very powerful magical monsters that could run around and, like, you know, if a dragon's in the area, they might have an alert system where it's like, caution, dragon warning. This yeah. does not mean a dragon has been spotted in your area, but conditions are favorable for a dragon to appear. Yeah, oh, cool. Hide like your a, gold. Like a tornado thing. Yeah, yeah, hide your gold. Um, okay, so you say that we're going to follow the Rangers, sure. pretty much. Now, is this a group of, like, four or five? I imagine three or four. Five might be... Five is doable, but a five-man band, I think, is probably better fit for a series because you have more time to look at them each as a character. Yeah. I think three or five gives you that really strong triangle. Yeah. Or gives you the interplay that comes from having four different connections. Now, when you're building a group of three or four or more, how important is it to either fall back on your main character types or does that matter at all when starting out? I think particularly when you're dealing with genre such as fantasy, it is important to have a recognizable cast of characters. Right. You have your window, mm -hmm. a character who is new to the situation, if not the setting, because he's lived in the setting his entire life, presumably, mm -hmm. unless they're sheltered. So you have someone who's probably new to the squad or relatively newer or newer to the squad than the rest of them. Mm -hmm. And it's notably such, so that if you need to, you can have a character explain stuff to them, and thus the audience. Right. You probably have a grizzled veteran who can be gruff at first, but lovable, heart of gold. Obviously. And then it depends, and then the other two, and the other fleshing out elements of them, 
can depend on what kind of situations they're in. Uh, we could have a book, bookworm. Mm -hmm. We could have a gadgeteer. We could have a berserker warrior. We could now, have these, a sneaky person. Now, are these based on current movie tropes or are these like literary uh, character types? Because I know that there's like the mm -hmm. 20 literary character types, sure. like the mother and the whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Um, it's more of a recent pop culture style of classifying your character where yeah. they are, um, and admittedly, a little video gamey. Sure. Where you are classifying people based on their roles. Now, what would you say started that current pop culture trend? Is there like a movie that had like the four basic? Because you know, Ghostbusters has the nerd, right. the, the the suave <laughs> guy, uh, the businessman, and the uh, right. Um, going back when it comes to fantasy, the codifier, if not the creator for a lot of tropes, is Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. You have the three main. You have Aragorn. Uh, Gimli and Legolas as kind of like the three adventuring archetypes. Yeah, which is your ranger, your elf, and your yeah. uh, dwarf. Yeah. Um, and then as pop culture has kind of taken from that and evolved, it's kind of evolved that. And um, you can think um, a lot of people point towards, interestingly enough, Power Rangers as the codifier of the five-man band. Oh, yeah. You have the Lancer, who's like the leader and the go-getter. You have the ace, who's good at stuff. You have the big dumb guy. You have the small fast person. And you have the bookworm slash like wizard. What was the green? The sixth ranger. And they count. They come on later once the formula is established. He was handsome. Yeah. Yeah. He, they, there's there tends to be an outside addition later on once things become established to shake it up a little bit. Yeah. But then they do find their spot in the hierarchy. Yeah. And that's yeah. usually to form love triangles or just a, a, a yeah. new rift. Yeah. To disrupt the status quo. But right, I think so, I think we stick to three or four. Okay, I'm cool with that. Now, did you have like? one person in mind that is like the main that is like the leader of the group or is it like this is a strong team like the Ghostbusters? I figured it would probably be... And I mean be... Ghostbusters 2016 not Ghostbusters 2018. Right. <laughs> um, I figured it would be kind of close to, I'm also pulling a little bit from Brooklyn 911, where you have kind of the core group of detectives mm -hmm. who kind of it's not quite how police actually do it, but they kind of focus on their cases. Okay. Um, so I figured like a Strong team of three or four who are probably dealing with their own stuff outside whatever main case they're doing here. Okay, and so we got three or four people. Yeah. Um, now, feature film. Sure. 90 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Let's do 90. I don't want to do a fantasy epic here. Now, so we have a closed timeline, yeah. right? So we're doing a, one story. Yeah. Do you have something that is like... What's the? Is there a main drive yet? I think the main case they're trying to crack on this one is that someone is trying to smuggle a unicorn somewhere it doesn't belong. They are either smuggling it for a private collector, mm -hmm. which unicorns... I'm just basing this off like some image of unicorns in my mind. Don't belong on someone's pasture. They need to be in an or in like a in an orchard. They shouldn't be sold in a store. They nah. should be kept in a backyard. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, they shouldn't be kept on personal property. What if Sam Jack sells you one? I think like thirty percent of your subscribers watch that movie, and then everybody forgets about it. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> we watched that movie. We did. That was a that was a pilot program for some nobodies. Yeah, we tried to do uh, movie reviews and start with Unicorn Store. No, I'm seeing this as like we start off and we are in whatever the I, I'm gonna I'm gonna use modern day vernacular to describe all this. Sure. I see this. I see this as like I said, a tongue in cheek modern story told comically in the setting of a fantasy series. Okay, now when you say modern story, are you saying like modern cities? Or are you saying timeline like The Witcher or like Lord of the Rings where it's like 
more more modern cities where there are analogs to current day stuff yeah, that cool. is provided in a fantasy context. So oh, okay. like TV, uh, not TVs, we're not going to, not TVs, but something like maybe they have communicator like gem earrings or something that lets them communicate to people cool. magically. But I'm seeing this as like they start off in the precinct, they get word that someone has been trying to smuggle a unicorn out of the city or into the city or something. Okay. And it follows them across their day or across across the length of the case trying to figure that out. So kind of the beginning of the story is the word of the smuggling? Yeah, okay. I think so. Okay, now a couple things that we're going to need, obviously. Mm -hmm. Are you going to have a window character? Yeah. And is that character one of a ranger or one of a fictional thing? Because you obviously you could tell the story from thing? both sides. How do you mean fictional thing? Say that it is something that is uh, in the fairy tale world, like a oh, minotaur. Oh, or, I see. Right. So the window character could yeah. be opposed to them, but then learn that they're good. Interest. Um, I don't see that the rangers necessarily should exclude monster monster people. Like, like there could be a minotaur ranger. Yeah. Okay. Um, maybe he's just a member of the SWAT and he holds like the battering ram. Sure. And he constantly objects to being called a battering ram because he's a bull. <laughs> Nice. I don't know, something like that. Now, um, I'm seeing them, uh, man, because we don't want to do what Bright did and no. make and make analogs for races. No, like how the orcs. It is are clumsy Latinos and lazy writing, and yeah. it commodifies the struggle that people have gone. Yeah, I don't want to do anything. No, that. we're not going to do that. So now the Rangers obviously are not a team of uh, three humans and one non-human. Nah, I yeah. don't think so. All right, so I guess we need to. Give sentience to some animals, then? Sure. Right. Uh, I like the idea of one of them being a minotaur. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think for audience sake, the window character should be a human. Ooh. I know, but... Now, is this, is this the like reason the... that the prawns in District 9 were humanoid is because he tried going with a non-humanoid design, and even the director, Neil Blomkamp, was like, we just couldn't figure out how to make them relatable well they also didn't speak english that's so, true yeah but okay that, that makes sense i think there needs to be a human as an anchor sure if it was a tv show on like a network that let us do whatever we want have like a non-human team yeah be great and i guess like when you come into like a story where it can be trope heavy mm -hmm. uh the human character can be the anything yeah it could be the nerd yeah. and that's funny it could be the whatever um all right so what are, what are some more things you can find the rangers i'm seeing an elf because elves are traditionally portrayed as guardians of nature. Now, can this be like a very old elf, like a uh, uh, Riggs? I remember 650 years ago when I was just a lad. Yeah, yeah sure. Like, I mean, like Martal, where he's like, yeah. I'm getting too old for this. Yeah. All right, cool. How old are you again? 1,500 years and three days. Three days? We missed your birthday. We don't acknowledge birthdays. Damn these new kids. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Old elf? Yeah, I like an old elf. Yeah. Um, and one, one more. I think four is probably yeah. A good four makes for this sense. Team. Do we want? Do we want something that's just completely out there? I was thinking something that's on like four like things, four legs. But I don't want to say a centaur because obviously we have the minotaur. So then I was going to go Pegasus, but that doesn't make sense because if unicorns are not sentient, most likely Pegasus aren't right. either. I mean, who says unicorns aren't on some level? We could. Okay, if you're making the thing that's being smuggling similar to a human, then we're kind of then we're veering into some really tough territory right and that's gonna make the storytelling a little bit harder that's fair okay uh, <laughs> no that's fine um, um now we don't want to do a dwarf because that's boring i think dwarf is boring yeah so what's another creature uh we could do like a medusa right that's well, medusa would be uh, a, llama, a snake woman snake snake head 
Snake head or full snake? Snake snake legs, like a snake. Snake legs. Snake legs. The one. <laughs> they, call, they call her snake legs. <laughs> uh, I think the the D D term for that sort of creature is a um, not a lamia. No. Um, it's obviously snake legs. I, I like calling it saying a Medusa, but she's she has the the Naga lower body, the snake lower body, a reverse Medusa, torso and arm of a woman. Yeah, might have snake hair. Might just have scales. No, warm hair. All right. Whatever. All right. So we got our Minotaur human, our old elf. Mm -hmm. Probably Ow. just one. Sure. <laughs> no, it's like it's three Keebler it's... elves in a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> we're all getting too old for this. No, uh, but that's a bit we're going to use where they, they find like a goblin. Oh, obviously. Three goblins in a trench coat. And we're big fans of three things in trench coats yeah. at all times. All right. So this is our main team. Yeah. Now, is one of these... <clears throat> When you get like cop slash team things, mm -hmm. there's always the new person to the team, right? Yeah. Or I would assume the human would be the newest member. A because of these three, I would assume human has the shortest lifespan. We could do a Brooklyn Nine Nine did and have the window character the boss of all of them, which I think is a oh, pretty clever could, move. They have a new they have a new boss in the precinct. That's how it started. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that would give them a lot of exposition. It gives them a, it gives, that's true. It gives them an exposition outlook, and it also explains why they might be really gung-ho to do this, because it will impress the new boss. Now, let's see if our minds are linked. Okay. And on the count of three, we're going to say a mythical creature that could be in charge of all these uh -oh. things. Ready? One, two, three. A griffin. Santa Claus. Stop. Oh, <laughs> Santa Claus? I don't know. I didn't know what you were going to say. Oh, a I, griffin? Yeah. I think like a big half-eagle, half-lion thing. I think a griffin would be sentient, but a unicorn wouldn't. I think they have opposable thumbs. Griffins? Probably. Lions? Lion uh, paws have opposable thumbs? Not lions, but griffins aren't real. Neither are unicorns. Oh, are opposable okay. thumbs your measure for sentience? Yeah. Okay. That's why I hate squirrels. I just wanted to check. You know I hate squirrels. <laughs> Let's make it... <clears throat> okay, not, not a griffin. I, I, I like where your head's at. I like the idea of it being absolutely non-humanoid. Yeah, I'm cool with that. What if it's a dragon? Yeah. They get a dragon boss. That's and way better. They, we start off with them lounging at their desks. And they're like, yeah, new boss is coming in. You hear? Wait, you got a new guy? <laughs> well, yeah, after the after the last one. And then they had some comical, horrific incident happen to the last boss. Love it, yep. Yeah, um, All right, so they really want to whip us into shape. So we're going to say the dragon becoming a new boss is the it's very the, beginning. It's the intro. Yeah. And then we're going to find out quickly after this about the smuggling storyline. Yeah. Because you got to have, like... Here's the story. Here's yeah. the world. Here's funny stuff. Here's relationships. You gotta have you gotta have a little bit of a little bit of world building at the start. Mm -hmm. You gotta have a little bit of in, um, character building, a little bit of interaction before the actual inciting incident, so that the we don't kick them off on immediately on shaky footing. Well, on also sh shaky footing. Yeah, of course. But also, like when stories start out with like high fast action, you uh, the viewer or the reader or whatever's getting into this can. Feel a little unsettled, be like, oh, I don't understand it. So you gotta, especially when you're putting somebody into a new world, you gotta have them acclimate. I think. Do we want? Okay, bear with me. All right. Do we want to start off like like six months before this starts with the Minotaur, the Elf, and Snake Legs, and a fourth person doing a mission? Fourth person gets killed. We start off with a new boss, and now they have to deal with a human in oh. their team. They, wait, they're anti-human. They might just be like. Just human, anti rookie. Humans, yeah, we're anti rookie. Yeah. And not only are you a rookie, you're a human. You've got what? 40 years you're capable, and in the last 30, you have to sit down all the time? Yeah, you jerk. 
drinking. And they're 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 like, yeah, humans have like a seventy year lifespan, and they're no good for a third of it. Yeah, oh, he might as well be a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> um. So, all right, cool. So, well, we don't we don't have to do that. No, I like that. But if we're looking at tropes for <clears throat> police things and special operative things, yeah. It's very common for the opening to be like, uh, aim for the bushes. Yeah. Movie doesn't start where the movie starts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you seen have you seen the other guys? I don't think so. No? If it's a Will Ferrell movie, probably not. <sighs> okay. Unless Adam McKay directs Will Ferrell, I don't watch it. I think it might be Adam McKay. I love it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I haven't seen it yet. <clears throat> okay. But it starts off following like the hot shots and then they get taken out of the picture yeah and it follows the people who the other guys who I love it. them but we don't have to do that i kind of like the idea that it starts off with them getting a new boss well it could be like say uh whatever they're doing it's like a, like a big like a big drug deal whatever sure. the drug is here yeah uh and say the person who is not the human and the old boss together die in a battle thing so that way they don't like the new boss sure they don't like the new guy already the prequel is yeah the prequel scene is them pulling off a raid without a hitch yeah and then they get overconfident at the end and a like a goblin cannon or something goes off yeah like an orc flatulence bomb <laughs> an orc stink bomb yeah but the stink is the smell of your you know corpse uh, right or something like on a giant that yeah. blows up sure <laughs> yeah and then that takes them all out that's cool i'm into that then you get like immediate so then you get like immediate uh camaraderie yeah. you get uh teamwork and Whatever, and if you do that, that's a really cool way of pushing a story fast and making people interested in your plot line because now they're already invested. When you jump forward, they already feel like they know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, that's cool. Um, okay, so what are some other things that people are smuggling? Because I guess we should understand yeah. how bad this place is. So I'm assuming, let's say that this takes place in like a fantasy version of like New York. Mm -hmm. Why not? Let's go with the big one. It's a fantasy ver. It's a fantasy analog to New York City. Is it called New York? No. Okay. I don't know. We can call it uh, Pyre, P-Y-R-E, because okay. it burns everybody out when they when they live there. Sure. So welcome to Pyre. If you're here long enough, you'll get burned out too. I feel like you've been sitting on this for a while. I'm not sure. Uh, I have a I have a list of like <laughs> names that are good for fantasy elements, and yeah. you just kind of plug them in where you need them. So we're going to call this the World of Pyre, or sure. blank for short. Pyre Storm. World. Wallard. Wallard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, now, is there a crime syndicate? Is there a group that they're going against? Yeah, probably. Okay. There's probably the equivalent of like a Dark Lord, mm. but instead of being like a Dark Lord, he's either a crime boss or a or, political figure. Or a teddy bear. Or, or he could be, he could be a, a werebear. A werebear? Like a werewolf, but instead of turning into part wolf, he turns into part bear. I thought it was a wolf that turned into a bear, no, but it's a human that turns into a part. <laughs> that would be that that you know that that's not a bad idea actually. <laughs> Wait, where bear? That's terrifying. Make wolves bigger. Yeah. <laughs> um, so okay, so we do need the, the group of bad people, and I'm assuming that they're not going to be a collective of the same, right? Probably not. So they no, need that'd be pretty um, cosmopolitan. So we need like unless a, we just want humans to be the bad guys. No, we're not going to reverse blade. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I don't like that. Put it out there. Um, humans are white people. Um, so I, th <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that we should. <laughs> anyway, no, yeah. we need we need a big bad. We need the group yeah, that the big sure. bad does, and then we need a reason why the unicorn is so 
important, yeah. right? Uh, something like, do they have a name or are they unnamed? Well, let's get to that soon. Okay. But let's get what to do the you big think? bad. I don't know yet, but I think we need a big bad big first. Big bad. So what's what's another mythological creature that isn't uh, look evil? Right. That is. Now, when you said werebear, I was thinking like a teddy bear that got crazy. But then I went off onto a very different tangent. Um, um, so what's like another? Oh, that's, that's a good question. Like a like a. I'm trying to think of what the opposite of a dra- what, the, what like a similar but opposite to a dragon would be. So like, like a like a like a mole man. Mole man would be not bad. Would yeah, but mole bad. man's always obviously a bad guy. Uh, I mean, so suppose. what are some positive? We could make him a dwarf and like, amp up that like he's just looking to obtain things. Because rare creatures get you coin, and dwarves like coin. That's true. Maybe we can we could pick... we could make it uh, halflings, which is the non copyright infringement version of a hobbit from D anD. d Nah, you don't like a you don't like a cadre of little like short crime bosses who are up on the forefront. They're cozy and they cook a lot. I don't know. And then they run it like a mafia. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. I see it more that that seems more like uh, Moana and like those coconut men that I haven't seen Moana. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, we have to stop this recording. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You haven't seen Moana? Check it out. Um, I I like something that looks a little more cuddly. It could be elves. Elves make sense. Cuddly. Sure. I mean, I'm okay with that. But elves always seem kind of devious sometimes. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. Hmm. Right? Like, they're always so young looking and slick and like, yeah. where do you get your fashion from? I don't understand yeah. who makes this. Do elves make that for other yeah. elves? Just seems stupid because what do they wear then? But I, th- <laughs> I think that it should be something that would not look suspicious. Gnome? What's a gnome? Oh, like David the Gnome? I guess. What do gnomes do? Uh, they tend to be jewelers in like a lot of portrayals. They, they're they're like subterranean hobbits. Oh, they are, they're, they like, are, they're the goblins of Harry Potter then? Those are goblins, but um, those are just J.K. Rowling's problems put on the screen. Oh. <laughs> I mean, we could... I mean, yeah, no, let's see. What's cuddly and fantasy appropriate for being a bad guy? Right, that's, that's what I'm thinking. I think it should be something that's a little more comedic and maybe understated. Something like Ewok? Um. Yeah. Sure. It, what What else falls in the lore of this stuff? Like, what's the positive things in in this positive world? Positive things in this world. Yeah. What are like not? We could make our own thing up. We can make our own thing. Yeah. Like, it's like a little little furry, like a Furby. Can Can imaginary creatures come to life here? Sure. Is that a thing? Why not? Are you thinking someone's imaginary creature? They summon something. Yeah. Something like. A, what if they? Summon some sort of infernal power and it shapeshifted into a more friendly face. Yeah, I'm okay with that. And we don't realize <clears throat> that the cause behind this one. Okay. Like, what if teddy bears were, say, like uh, a model after dangerous bears that just looked cuddly? That's not so. That's not a bad idea. What if unicorn, either horn or blood, could anchor something in like the material world? And the person is trying to get this unicorn so they can anchor themselves. So you're saying if somebody gets a unicorn horn, they're able to make a magical spell? Yes. We don't want to make bright. Unicorn horns are in bright? That's the whole point of that movie. It's a wand, isn't it? That's a unicorn horn, I think. I don't think so. It's a magic wand? I think it's a, it's a wand. I thought it was a horn. They call it a wand. I but remember that. I think it's that. a horn. I, Maybe I just don't like that movie enough. No. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. I saw it once, which is a rare thing for a fantasy movie like that. Yeah, for, I'm the same way. I saw it the very first day it came out. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, I get it. Okay, so I, I'm okay with that. Sure. So let's say yeah. um, unicorn fur. 
a, the hair from its mane or tail. Yeah, let's just say that it's not the corn that does anything. Yeah. Nobody cares about that. Yeah. That thing's stupid. It's like a finger. Okay, so we've got a bad guy who was... What if a unicorn is the bad guy? Smuggling itself? Trying to smuggle out its, like, wife or something. Like maybe so we like, find out that the smugglers are the good guys? Yeah. Okay. Winner. So it's Winter so Rangers it's, good so guys. So it's unicorn trafficking. But it, well, in like a how, positive way. That's how it that's would, how they view it. That's how it would be seen. Okay. Slash smuggling. So now, the unicorn okay, is now, trying to get I don't like that. Uh, yeah. I'm okay. out of there. That's, that's too much thinking. Okay. Uh but I do like it to be a cuddly animal. What's a different cuddly animal of mythical things? We, do we have talking animal people in I this like setting? Gnome. I like gnomes. Okay. Um, well, we have talking minotaurs. And talk we do have minotaurs legs. and snake people. That's fair. <laughs> a fish person. A fish person, like Abe Sapien style? Yeah. I'm cool with that. Yeah. We don't do enough fish people we stuff. We don't. We right. were, one of the first ideas I ever pitched you was fish people. I know, and I swear, <laughs> I sat up for days. I'm like, I have no story with fish people. And I'm like, reverse fish people? Maybe reverse? Oh, I couldn't get any. All right, so we're going to say a, a, a fish person. Yeah, and let's just say that unicorn parts are inherently magical. Like you eat it and you get magic powers. Yeah. You make clothing out of unicorn hair and it's really powerful. Yeah. Unicorn blood can be done. I don't know. Stuff can be done with it. So a fish person's a bad bad guy. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um. What and is then like and then like the pier is. Ooh, yeah. Bad down to the docks, the warehouses. So it gives me shivers thinking about it. We are at 50 minutes. Do we want to give a refresh at what we're doing? Yeah. Go ahead. So. Hey, if you're just tuning in, this is Talking Upstream. My name is Dylan. This is Zach. We are some nobodies, as you can see at the top of our whiteboard. Some nobodies. What's the whiteboard for? I'm glad you asked. Good question. We are here to discuss ideas and how they develop into stuff that you can turn into bigger stuff, solid stuff, hard stuff. Yeah. The good stuff. Like granite. Granite? What is it? Or rock? Grant. I thought you said, okay, you said granite. Grant, hard stuff. It sounded for a second like you said grant, and I go, I don't know grant. No, but no. I mean, oh, He's grant. hard. Yeah. Um, no, we are here to develop ideas, and what we do each week, we bring one idea each to this table. We write it on the whiteboard, unless one of them is good enough that you don't even get to the second one. <laughs> we choose one of those ideas, or we have a guest choose for us, and we spend the next amount of time that we have within 90 minutes, turn that into something that we can pitch, further develop, Give us some firm footing on which we can rest the ideas that we create. Yeah, and today we had the uh, fun dudes over at Whatever Talk. We had Kevin and Donnie on, and they chose that we do unicorn smuggling. So uh, Dylan has put down uh, a bunch of cool things. We started timelines, didn't really get too far in that, but we have figured out that we're going to follow a group of rangers that are uh, like mythical creature uh, anti-smugglers. Protectors. Protectors, yeah. yeah. Um, Department of Magical Wildlife. And they were, were trying to stop a unicorn smuggling from happening. We do know that they have a dragon as a boss, and he is brand new to the precinct. We also have a brand new human to the thing. And we just developed that fish people are the bad guys. Yeah. Um, so before we keep on that, we just want to throw another quick thank you to IBM TV for letting us just blabber and, and yeah. talk, really, about the fun stuff. The fools are giving us 90 minutes in which we can just talk. Yeah. Do like, you guys want to talk about nerd stuff yeah. for an hour and a half? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, so, yeah, thank you to them, and thank you to our Patreon members. Now we have an audience. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and if you do want to support us in the show and the things we're doing in the future, you can always go to patreon.com backslash some nobodies. We would appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Dylan would appreciate it. Yeah. You guys will even appreciate it when you see what we're doing. Yeah. Um, but let's get back into this. Yeah. So we know that uh, the, the, the cop came in here. Mm -hmm. We're not going to do the trope where the new boss is the bad guy. No. That's annoying. No. We do know that fish people want. But I, I think we should make the dragon very, very concerned about PR. Oh, yeah. Like, you Dude. know. 
you know what I like more than anything is gold. You know what gets gold? Good PR. Quality you know what PR. does good PR? Good agents. Gold. Oh, yeah, good agents. <laughs> Which we pay with gold. <laughs> okay, so we need or don't need gold. I'm um, just imagining this drag, this massive red dragon in a briefing room. It's like... Argh. You have to go out back to talk to him. <laughs> he can't fit in the building. You have to go to his lair. Yeah, uh, you guys have to go to recess and talk to the boss. You see all the construction they're doing next door? Yeah, they're putting the boss's lair in. It's a dust. Is that what all the treasure chests are from? He carries it with him. Yeah. Yeah. He I like, like shiny a, things. It's like a satchel, but he won't wear it. <laughs> um, so I'm seeing the storyline as well. What if like fish people need something of the unicorn so they can walk on land? Okay. Do we do land stuff ever? Land stuff? What do you mean? Like, like land rights? <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite know where you're going. Hey, yes, a land rights. Okay. Uh, but like using something just for a normal ability. Like if they're using it just to get onto like the land stuff, yeah. then it's not really they're being bad. Sure. But it's bad. Because they're not supposed to have it. I'm imagining that they want to use the magic in the unicorn pieces in a spell that would give them all the ability to breathe above land like without having to duck back underwater. Okay. Maybe they can like hold their breath above water or, and then they have to go back or they get dry they dry out or, or something. Or orbs. Oh yeah. They um, have they probably yeah, there's probably some sort of apparatus. Yeah, yeah. But, but they don't want it anymore. No, yeah. Why cool. why do they gotta live there with an apparatus? They want to be like everybody else. Maybe what if what if we go lethal weapon and they're emissaries from the water kingdom? Oh my god. Let's do it. Diplomatic community. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Sure. I'm I'm we don't have to do the diplomatic community bit, but they are diplomats and the bad guys are the em embassy of the fish people. Yeah, love that. Okay. <clears throat> blub blub. Diplomatic community. <laughs> blub blub. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You get it's just later. been revoked. Yeah. <laughs> and then he unsheaths his sword. Krugerans. Um, okay. So what would you say is the ending of this? I would say the ending of this is a big raid on the embassy. They have a ritual chamber in their basement where they're going to sacrifice the unicorn. Yeah. And they have to rescue it while they're trying to do the spell. So the embassy raid. Yeah. Okay. And they ask the boss to go, and he goes, no, I can't be seen doing that. You guys are going to have to go in undercover. But you but could the, end this just by showing up. PR, PR won't allow. Yeah. HR won't allow this. Can you imagine? But then the he PR, shows up later with a mask on. you imagine the PR nightmare? <laughs> A mysterious on. dragon he's like, spot. I was never here. <laughs> hey, aren't you the No. I mean, in some in some legends, dragons are shapeshifters. So he could show up as a human and then be like, remember thing I said earlier, wink. Wink. And then they're like, Do you think that was But it's a dragon eye wink? Yeah. <laughs> it does it's the sideways. Oh yeah. The men in black. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like that. Keep trying. I don't think you can do it, Zach. So is this human? I don't know, I keep doing it. <laughs> uh is this human maybe a shapeshifter? Maybe. We could do that. Why not? Yeah. Um, no way you're a normal human. They wouldn't assign a normal human to this department. He goes, PR. He's like, uh, <laughs> nobody ties their shoes with gold, though. Yeah. He's like, I don't. PR. <laughs> uh, okay, so if we're going to break it down, it's like a 90-minute movie. Yeah. Uh, the thing that we like to do also is uh, the arcs. Structure. Right? It kind of keeps us down yeah. to, to a good structure. So if we were to say, what are some key moments that would signify the arcs? Now, we need an arc for the rangers. Yeah. We would probably need an arc for the boss. Maybe. I don't know so much. I think the boss is kind of immutable. Okay. Dragon's probably been around for five thousand years. Well, we definitely need a negative arc. Yes. Or fish people. Or a positive arc. We need an arc for the reveal. Right. We need to time out the reveal. So the fish people are really looking for equality. Yes. Well, perceived equality, which is 
or at living least, where they should not be able to live. We could also <laughs> messing with, messing with the fundamentals of nature, which oh. is what the nature, which is what the Rangers are kind of against. Is but it could just be a. It could just be like. Oh, so they're like the time variance police, but I guess. for nature stuff. It could. It All could right. be. They so could have. A, they could have a department for that. What if those people show up at the end and they like blindfold the unicorn and lead it off, and they're like, "We were never here." <laughs> oh, cool. So okay. they don't wipe their memories, right? I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of that. <laughs> <clears throat> I forget where I was about to go with that. Uh, I was on a good thing. So wait, what did we just talk about? Why the fish people are doing what they're doing? Okay, so what we're saying is that if it is a natural magic, that's illegal. It could either be that, if it's or they're looking balance, or they're looking. What if they're trying to flood the surface instead? Oh. Just make it straight up, like a straight up antagonistic role. Yeah, they're trying to flood the surface so they can live there, and who cares about the rest of the people? Okay. Or they're trying to flood the city, make it less scale. Yeah, flood the city. Yeah, and a unicorn and unicorn they're magic. They're trying to equal the balance of above and below. Yeah, and unicorn magic is just powerful enough to overcome whatever protective stuff the city has. Hmm. And okay, but so they're obviously new. I get onto land to get yes, the they unicorn. Do. Too. Right, they cool. have their breathing apparatus. So now and the Rangers probably are probably have collaborators. <clears throat> now the Rangers are trying to stop this. Why? Because they're trying to upset the balance of nature. Because they're trying to not make the city flooded and kill everybody who can't breathe water. Oh, so they don't like water? Yeah. Right. I don't like water. So I'm assuming that like the possible, <laughs> the possibility of the water is going to be right around here, right? Like, uh, it's starting to come up. It's like was I was going to comedically drink that for a long time, but I didn't like how it was feeling. Oh, anyway. I was like, I've never seen anyone slowly really drink eight ounces of water before. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> reveal the plan. <coughs> I think the end of the second act, just before things go bad for them. That's the reveal? Yeah, I think so. They've had their badges stripped. They've had their crossbows turned in. Now, I'm assuming that the reason all this is going to happen is because uh, we think, the rangers think that it's a different group then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because they're not going to automatically think fish people. No. Fish people haven't been around like 12 years. Who's what? Which fish people? All they all we have is the embassy. There's witch fish people. No fish witches. Fish witch. Oh God. <laughs> which fish? Which is which? Uh, obviously, the first. The issue of the fish. Fish witch. The fish witch issue. <laughs> fish witches. Oh man. Okay. <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. So we're gonna do what? I think their first. I think we should have a crime family who get blamed for everything. Okay. Are they humans? It could be. Probably. Yeah. And I think the I think Dragon Boss points him in that direction first because Dragon Boss is constantly trying to stop them from stealing from its trove. <laughs> so human blame here, and we're gonna realize right on here, right, that it's not the humans. Yeah. That's when you get that. Yeah. And I think we need I think the first act is them learning to respect their human team member. I think we should do a thing uh, in the first act that is like it's a, its own little movie almost. Sure. Where the oh, plot yeah. the plot is the background. Yeah. And we have like a little capsulated yeah. thing. So we need like a second thing that we can stop. So that way we understand how the team works. It's their first raid as a team. Yeah. They are being sent to a man, it's like those unfortunate like bio farms they have for bears. Yeah. Where they are like what's a what's a fantasy creature like produces something like a Maybe they're using a Medusa to create statues out of people. 
and oh, then cool. selling those selling statues. The statues. That's not and bad. And this is their raid on the Medusa Cabal headquarters. Yeah, they have like a, just some Medusas tied and up. And Snake in there. Legs is having a real hard time with it yeah. until they give her a pep talk. Love that. They're like, you are not, hey, you're the opposite of these people, figuratively and literally and professionally. So while they're in this raid, though, they're also looking for the unicorn. There needs to be, they're not looking for the unicorn yet, but there well, needs to be a, they need to stumble on sign that there's a bigger thing at play. But I think that if we throw in the fact that, like, there is a unicorn in play. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? It's like, is, yeah. this, is this where they're keeping the unicorn? Like, no, this is the snake place or something yeah. like that, you know? Um, but I like, I like, we should, have, we should have known based on what they were doing based on the title of the snake place. <laughs> Who names a club that? Snake Snatchers. I like the fact that it would be at a nightclub. They're, yeah. raiding, they're raiding a fantasy version of a nightclub. So cool. But it's like a garden. With statues, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is a Medusa. Everything here's for sale. Statue. They're all undercover as best they can be. The Minotaur is like, or there's like, oh, it'd be cool is if there's like like a cabal of like uh, richer people and they have parties and the rich people say, I want that one, and they pick those people to turn into statues. Oh, and that's they buy not those bad. statues. They had there are there are very clearly people there of a different social class, and they oh, yeah. like indicate someone. It's or like, you've been selected for a special audience with so and so, and then they get let out. Oh, or it's these humans, and what they're doing is they're having parties for other creatures and taking statues of the creatures. Okay, so that's why we think it's the humans. Yeah, doing this. that's not bad. And then you get over here like, cool. Oh, we wouldn't touch unicorns. Yeah. those things are creepy. <laughs> they prove it away. <laughs> they don't think they're beautiful. They're like, no, they're creepy. Yeah, they're too big. I could put I could put four human statues in the same place oh, as a yeah. unicorn statue. It's, just, it's bad efficiency. It's just not smart. All right. <laughs> cool. Uh, all right. So this is the whole Medusa statue raid thing. Yeah. And so where... what do they discover at the crime scene to point them in the direction of someone trying to get rid of a unicorn? They're trying to steal a unicorn. What if there was a fish person statue mm -hmm. there? Sure. And they go, well, we haven't seen a fish person in like 10 fish years. Person. Oh, and they go to the embassy of the fish people at first and yeah. then. Maybe they Fantasy. see... We didn't do nothing. They go, wait, we're, we have a fish person as a statue. You never said you did. Yeah. Wait, what do you guys got? <laughs> Listen, take take the, take this to the temple shrine on... Take because, this to, take this to the because this shrine. happened to be a diplomat. Take this to the uh, healing god shrine on Temple Street. They'll, they'll make sure he's restored to flesh and blood. Then we could do a cool uh, storyline where the humans are actually on the side of the fish people. Yeah. Thinking that they're doing fish statues. There's a group of humans. Maybe it's like the gondoliers. Maybe the city has canals. Maybe oh, the city has canals. And the gondoliers sure. are working with the fish people to increase business. Because a while ago, the fish people came and flooded some of the city. And the gondoliers didn't know they were going to flood the entire thing. They were like, they just said they were going to raise the sea, raise the water level. They didn't say they were going to flood the city. And obviously, I got a gondola. This is good money. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's cool. So then the fish people are upset because they think the humans are stealing fish people to make statues. So the rangers are hardcore working with the fish people. At least at the start. Yeah, yeah. Until right around this time. Something happens in this timeline. Um, what, okay, so what do you think is going to happen in this whole second act here? What's So what's the cross? So the first oh. act is them stopping a statue smuggling ring who are turning people into statues with a Medusa or at least some sort of petrifying ability. Yeah, with, with the connotation there is something else they're looking for. Yes. Yeah. Um, when we find the fish person, we think that's what we're looking for. What if they so. find, and these humans who are running the statue ring are in league with the fish people? Is sure. that how we figured it out? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. They're at least in tangent. What yeah. if they find a whole bunch of do uh, uh, political documents? What if they find a whole bunch of like diplomatic documents at the Medusa place, the place, and they're like, oh, they were stealing dot like political stuff. I guess we should return these to the embassy. Mm. And that's their kind of window into that. And yeah, then while they're cool. at the embassy, 
Hmm. Yeah, there needs to be a transition between the two. Yeah. How do we push the unicorn? What if? Play? Let's see. I almost. Part of me wants to make the, this statue ring idea is really compelling. Actually. No, I like that a lot. Actually, I, I'm gonna. I might steal that and spin that off into my own short. No. No. IBM TV owns that. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, okay, so the Medusa statue ring. Um, somehow we got to get this into it. So maybe because um, you know what I mean. Like they have the job, and then they like, um, and then they run in, and then they crash their motorcycle, and Takashi is there, and that's what, and then the government comes and abducts the psychics. That's Akira. Yeah, that's how that initial fight against the clowns turns into the story of. Uh, Kaneda and his not Kaneda, the other one Tetsuo Tetsuo's abilities. Yeah. That's that's the that that's how it veers that sort of thing. So okay, so maybe the unicorn thing has been going on for a while, right? And then we asked <laughs> these guys like, "Where's where's the unicorn stuff?" And go, "What are you talking about? Like, we don't know anything about unicorn stuff. We're just doing this statue thing. They're doing they're taking like an inventory, and they're like, and uh, do you have any record of a unicorn statue coming through? And they're like. He can't make a statue of a unicorn. The magic bounces off, mm -hmm. and that's how we get the hint that the unicorns are particularly magically powerful. Yeah, like, and also that we're looking for one. Can't petrify a unicorn. You're looking for a unicorn, kinda. I mean, some of the gondoliers were talking about. I mean, they've been running trials on horses. And what then when we mean? get over, when we get from there over to the back to the fish people embassy, then we're like, uh, we have reason to believe you guys have these unicorns. <laughs> and they're like, it's the humans. The humans are taking the unicorns because we know better than to mess with unicorns. Mm -hmm. After last time, yeah, when we flooded. Mm -hmm. First New York. <laughs> to York. Or first first Tampa. Tampa one. Um <laughs> Tampa one never stood a chance, honestly. No. Alright, so then the second one is going to be the this is going to be the uh, uh, reverse reveal. Yeah. Right? Which is where they're on the side of fish people, anti-humans until something happens here. What if they somehow what if they knock some of the statues over and so the dragon assigns them to like patrol route? Or it's like, yeah. Go to go to the rough like they knock some statues over and they're like oh like they break an arm off a statue and like well we're gonna have to somehow restore him and his arm separately and then the dragon's like you guys messed up I'm reassigning you to uh, beat work you know you know what I mean like yeah, yeah. yeah and then I'm just curious where the story's going well and then they interview a bunch of people and one of them won't stop talking about the unicorn they saw in the district and like what are you talking about a unicorn in the district but. There's no reason for one of them to be out of the gardens now, and they they but they saw the unicorn close to the Medusa statue mm -hmm. place, but it's actually somehow tied to these guys. They're on the what if they're on the same street? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And people are like, no, I saw it right here. They go, yeah. Humans? There's a unicorn on the street. Yeah, and you go, wait. They're turning into a, a and they point to a map, but they point to the Medusa place. Like, oh, this area right here. And they go, yeah. And they different. want to record a unicorn statue. And it's like, well, no, you can't. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. And then they're like, "Well, someone in the area has been has a, had a unicorn here, and the sighting of a unicorn outside of like the city gardens or something is important enough that they have to look into it." Sure. And then the dragon's like, "No, nah, we don't. We don't want you guys messing up another one. We're gonna put the other squad on it." And it's like, "Ah, oh, this is our case. You gotta let me fly. You don't. You haven't we seen have, the other guys. We haven't had a we haven't had a unicorn case in like forty years. Yeah, yeah. So forty that, years has it been that long? Feels like yesterday. Yeah, you're an elf. Ugh. You don't have to keep reminding us. Yeah, whatever. I'm getting too old for this." Yeah. Uh, okay. So what's saying that for 150 years? <laughs> well, it's been true for 150. Guess years. how old I am now. So Too do you old. like the idea that they get they mess up at the end of this? They get reassigned to like beat duty. Yeah. And then some some they have they're recording an incident and it's like, well, I wouldn't have kicked this cart. I wouldn't have kicked the stand over. He hadn't been so distracted seeing that horned horse. 
It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, there's a unicorn out here. There's, no, there wasn't. Do you think there's a such thing as a duo corn? With two horns next to each other? Yeah, but like on a horse. Sure. <laughs> is that devil magic or is that evil? I think that two horns are evil. You think so? Minotaur, yeah. Minotaurs have two horns. They have horns? Yeah. They evil? No, not always. That one just like the mazes. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool with that. And then, so what's this middle portion? This middle portion? Middle part is them, I think, trying to figure out. They go to the unicorn garden. They meet someone in the city is collaborate is a collaborator with the fish people. I think they have a city official. Not as an embassy. Right. Yeah. But yeah, they're 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 coordinating with someone in the city ruling yeah, yeah, yeah. ship to like be given a position of power when the fish people flood the city and take over. Okay. They obviously get their badges taken away. Obviously. For targeting a city a member of the city management. Yeah. And they think the boss has been bought out. They're like Hey, you know how much they offered you? How much did they... They're, like, they're getting dragged out of the office, and the Minotaur's like, how much did they offer you to sell us out? And he goes, get them out of my sight. It was PR. It's going to be terrible for oh, me. God, PR. It's a PR <laughs> nightmare. Uh, and then they, they go rogue. Maybe... Maybe Snake Legs knew the Medusa that was in the statue ring and knew that like the Medusa was being like... Either they had their family. They, the, they, they had their, their brood because yeah. they have eggs. We were in the same brood together. They took her. They took her brood and they held it against her. She did not want to be making those statues. It's just what she does. If there's one thing I know about Sally. She would never do this. She hates Sally statues. the Medusa. She hates. Sure. <laughs> do you know how tiring Sandra. it is when you have, when you make? It's not an easy thing to make a statue out of someone. It takes energy out of you. Yeah. It's yeah, like she, yawning, just harder. And then they go to her and she helps them out. <clears throat> oh, the first Medusa. Yeah. yeah. She's a helper. Yeah. Um, and then she says. She, she uh, they ask her and she, she goes she knows well she's like no you know they brought a they brought a unicorn to our compound and they asked if i could do it and you just you can't yeah like who the humans brought him here like no, no the fish people the gill the gillers the guild the guild <laughs> yeah oh that's awful or i was i was thinking no ian is just an apostrophe the gill come up or not uh, the gill apostrophe D. What apostrophe D? Oh, Wait, G I L L oh. apostrophe D. Oh, okay. Now I thought you meant the E on normal gill. I'm like, no, no, either the gill. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, either or. Yeah, whatever. So the guild. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually kind of cool. Um, all right. So the guild now, uh, they know well, Medusa knows about the guild. Yeah, she's the one who tells. So That's right yeah. on here. So this is the yeah. Medusa. She's the one who ultimately confirms their suspicions. Do they go back to? Uh, so here, I, I think I think they do get word of a unicorn missing. Yeah. Specifically, this squad does, and the dragon dragon boss does not assign them to it. He assigns the other super squad to oh, it. Oh, the A squad. So there's a there's a there's like a a parallel yep. movie going on, and about this time where they get the reveal. They have somehow closed the case, and the dragon's about to go public with the announcement. And they they arrest some humans. You can't you can't go public with this. That unicorn is out there, and they're going to use it. There's one thing it's I like, know: it's PR. I'm doing this now. Listen, they killed that unicorn, and they ate it. And we have to go public with it. You know how humans are. He closed. They closed the case. Case is closed. Case closed. You're wasting all of our time. And if you continue this, I'm, it's not going to be your badges. We're going to have you out on the streets. Yeah, case closed. Like my blood. Our dragon's cold blooded. I don't know. The dragons are probably hot blooded just by ver just by consistency. Yeah, but they're like 
lizards. They are lizards, yeah. But they're also like dinosaurs. Sure. I think dinosaurs are one-blooded. They also breathe dragon. Do they? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's how they multiply. Huh? They breathe fire. <laughs> that's what I meant to say. Like, oh, dragon, 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 dragon. Uh. <laughs> All right, yeah, sorry about this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, I'm liking how this is going. Yeah, so then, yeah. so we have we have the dual storylines going on where yeah, uh, so. the, a, the A squad is doing humans. They're they're always they're, I think they're pursuing the unicorn thing and then like on the secret and then they're doing fake beat work where it's like now tell me where you know where do the goblin throw their mess? Like <laughs> it's just goblins like wrecking stuff in the street. So the A squad is they're thinking the humans did it. Yeah. They're after the humans, they're doing the normal boring beat work. This yeah. is not good. B squad is our heroes. They're after the guild. They know what's up mm -hmm. now. Uh, so what is B squad doing here? Is B? I'm sorry. B squad is this, these four. Yeah, this is B squad. Yeah, I think they are doing a facade of just street level work, but they're pursuing the fish people i think they have an early suspicion that it's fish people whereas yeah. a squad is going for human because somebody keeps saying like it, it's kind of weird a fish person was there right yeah 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 it is weird Dude, they have names i don't i don't know it i don't know his name i don't know his name well, he's wearing a badge it's a roger <laughs> why well, didn't look at his badge roger the fish person roger the fish <laughs> i'm like a name we have a, we have a species name too it's it doesn't come out in air oh okay <laughs> Uh, actually, that yeah, that's it's quite really, beautiful. That sounded really weird when I said it up here. <laughs> it's it's quite beautiful. You should really hear our artists sing in our hometown underwater. Yeah, down there it's more like, <laughs> but like way better. Way better. <laughs> <laughs> you know how the sound like an H makes? It's like that down there. <laughs> um. All right, so we got that going on. Yeah. So the last, right? Yeah. Uh, we have what? Eventually, the A squad is working with fish people. Is it one of those tropes? We could, we could have that reveal. Or the human is the human falls in love with the Medusa. I've seen I don't that. Know. Seen that too many times. The human is actually a shapeshifter. I like that. Yeah, actually, yeah. But they're probably not bad. No, they're not bad. They're just you know, it's it's you know, it's unassuming. Yeah. Um. What is he like a fish person? That's no, I think he's just a shapeshifter. Oh, okay. And at the end, he's like, all right. I hadn't planned on telling you this because generally it's kind of frowned upon. Ew! And it's just a, it's just a massive, <laughs> just it's just a mass of tentacles. A yeah. It's like, see, Ugh. yeah, that's yeah. why, you know, nobody reacts negatively to like a human. How'd you get this job? <laughs> I went through the academy like you. Hey, I'm a good test taker. What can I say? I, te I test well. What's this last half I here? fit in anywhere. That's <laughs> Last third. Which is... Uh, I think the last third is like a heist-style thing where B-Squad decides to take things into their own hands. And then we, in parallel, have like A-Squad starting to like announce the closure of the case. And they have to... like. What, what's the end? The end is them trotting the unicorn out. Excuse my pun. Um, and I think the unicorn can talk. Why not? We'll make the unicorn a special case. Because mm. the unicorns are highly magical. Because they go in and they're like... All right. Oh, we found it. Like they found the unicorn. They're like, all right, how are we gonna get this out? And it's like, oh, I mean, you could just tell me where to go. Ah. Yeah, I'll walk. I'll walk. Just leave me where. Oh. Oh, I guess I never really took those stories seriously. I've never met one of you before. One of me. <laughs> well, yeah. You see another unicorn around here? Well, I have a name. What is it? Steve. Steve the unicorn. <laughs> all right. 
Steve the Unicorn and Roger the Oh, I'm sorry. Person. Not like my name. I'm a unicorn. It's short for... Steven. <laughs> that ready. <laughs> All right. Um, no, I like the idea that they heist themselves into the into the embassy. Maybe the, the, maybe the human shapeshifter... Now, do they do it accidentally? Like they're breaking into the place to look for something else? And then you're like, oh my god, there's a unicorn here. Well, yeah, they, no, no, I don't think so. No. But I think I think humans shapeshifts into a fish person. And there's some, and like maybe the, he starts getting like grilled. Oh, he, by, he in questions. A bad job. He starts He's sweating. Like, oh, and they're like, and one one of the fish people guards is like, we don't, we don't sweat. I just took my respirator off, so it's just water. Can't salt. Yeah, it's salt water. It smells like a human. Salt water. <laughs> it smells like sweat. Yeah. Salt water. Ooh, also smells like Axe body spray. Though. <laughs> axe. Battle Axe body spray. <laughs> body spray. That's, funny. that's what happens when you use a battle axe yeah, on a that, person. That's, a body that's, spray. that's what the Minotaur comes behind. He's like, what about this axe? I put on my body spray. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's awful. This is, yeah, this is bad. When I'm reaching for my... When I'm ready for a day, I reach... <laughs> All right, so we got uh, a heist. Wait, what's the heist? I think the heist is them trying to get into the embassy at all. Uh, because I think we, I think we do the lethal weapon thing, where it's like you leave those fish people alone. They're here for political discourse. Okay, so now we know. Oh, so the heroes know that the fish people are bad. Yeah. But what? What does it? What's the thing? Because you can't just break into an embassy, no matter if they're doing bad stuff or not. Lethal weapon taught us that. They have diplomatic immunity. So. We would need something. Also, they're heisting. They're heisting in to get evidence. They're doing it against the book. Cops are breaking the law? Rangers are breaking the law. They're Dragons not cops. Are... Why do they got a boss who's like a cop or something? He's a dragon boss. Right. I guess they're all cops. Their job is to enforce wildlife. Wait, they're not police? I don't think so. They're like what? Like dog catchers? They're like park rangers. Oh. But like in the city, to they're like Just animal so control. Snooty. They're like animal control. All right. They're glorified animal control, but for magical creatures. All right, well, that's way better then. So there's got to be cops in this world that look down on them then. Sure, the all city, right. the guard, or the city watch. Yeah, all right, yeah. I like that. I'm cool with that. Yeah, that one of their first interactions is like the city. They clean up the Medusa smuggling ring, like the smuggling, the statues, and then the guards are like, "All right, this is this is our crime scene. Thanks, you guys did a great job. Hey guys, you guys, you guys can't clean up, but we clean up. You guys did a great job getting everything ready for us, but we'll take it from here." And they're like, oh, "I hate when the watch God. comes in." watch yeah, that's cool all right and so the watch is also working oh, the with watch the is in on the fish people thing. yeah yeah 100 yeah cool okay so then somehow we do a non-legal heist right yeah and maybe they get maybe they get dragon boss to like sign off on like a warrant or something where it's like hey you have the power to let us do this once let us do this once now if it's wrong we you can fire us like, well, we're not going to fire you because then you have severance. You quit. Maybe there's talk that the human is a shapeshifter the whole time. Yeah. Then when we get to the shapeshifting fish person. He saves them it's by actually the Dragon Balls. Oh. And you don't realize it. Oh. You're like, oh, you were a shapeshifter the whole time. There's a fish person and who then, comes in and gets them out of it. And, and they're the like, walks in like, I thought you were. What? And then it's like. And then he winks and it's the, the dragon eye. That's cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, all right, cool. Uh, so, dragon reveal. A lot of reveals there. We, yeah. don't, we don't have a montage yet. No, we don't. I figure I figure we have a montage right here when they're working their street level stuff where okay. it's like, all right, and tell me when you saw the window was broken. All right, it was after that goblin was playing catch in the street with a rock. We know about that. Hey, you think you threw it through, through your window? Found a rock on the ground next to some glass. 
we'll look into it. Mm. Well, no, they wouldn't be doing that because that's they're, they're that's that, no cop stuff. That's cop stuff. Yeah, they're like they're like cleaning fire sprites out of someone's chimney. What if there's like a zoo? Yeah, that has magical creatures, the menagerie. and they go there and start talking to them. Like, what do you guys know? You guys know uh, something. Cops don't talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you slow down. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> but the elf, because they're an elf, can kind of like communicate with animals yeah. a little bit. So he's like, hey, like, yeah, there was there was come word, on. there was word a unicorn was going to come to the zoo behind the ear. Yeah, behind the ear. I knew I'd find that spot eventually. Clop, 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 yep. Clop, All right. Clop, clop. <laughs> now, come on. I gotta know. Any unicorn? Your unicorn gone missing? Because I don't know. Maybe the unicorn's the centerpiece of this or something. And they go, "Yeah, it never showed up. Never showed up." It's like, what, "What do you mean never showed up? Like, yeah, we're supposed to get a unicorn in the zoo. Yeah, never showed up. Yeah, heard a bunch of humans came and took them. And it's it's fish people in like disguise or something. Yeah, they're, in full, like, they're in full body cloaks. They're wearing Michael Myers masks <laughs> of old William Shatner. Like, this is human, right? Uh, all right. Oh, do you want to work on a scene? Is there a yeah. scene? So the thing about this is, I could see this working really well as a novel. Yeah, this, I could see this working really because this reminds me of Discworld by Terry Pratchett. Yeah, I was going to say this actually reads more as as it kind of does. Yeah. We could, I could, we could do a some nobody's novel. We've never done that. No. So instead of writing, it's a, like Good Omens, where you do like where some of us write like individual chapters. Yeah. And, yeah. So then, instead of writing a script, do you want to write like a chapter, a scene? I could write a scene yeah, for sure. Cool. We could do a reading. We'll do a reading next week. Yeah, yeah, that works on. for me. Um, is there any? Scene I, I haven't written high fantasy in a long time, so this is going to be a nice kind of like stretch the legs moment. That's true. We're not going to count that birthday card because no. that was low fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what scene here? What what scene sounds pretty cool? Like the probably not the end scene. No, I want to. Uh, I, I like this scene. I here. would like to write the raid on the Medusa. Yeah. Compound. So what we're going to need in that scene is we need uh we need the party to go on. Yeah. There there's a garden party. We need something negative to happen, which is why they're there. Yeah. We need them showing up. We need. I, I kind of like it as them all being introduced undercover, like they're un they're they're all attending the party, and it's oh. like any. All right, uh, radio silence. You never know who's going to be intercepting, but keep it. You know, if you see something, say something. And why are they there? They got a tip that, that they're smuggling animals out of there. Or? Uh, they're smuggling statues. I think this is this is the culmination of their statue case. Okay, but why do the Rangers go there? Because Medusa's involved. Okay, because petrification. Medusa, all right, cool. Yeah. And they're not a creature, but they're still a magical wildlife. Yeah. Or they think um, there's another creature that can cause petrification called a. I think it's called a Kadopalpaz. It's like a semi-mechanical bull that breathes that breathes a breathes like a gas that petrifies people. It's in Castlevania. Okay. I don't know if we want to use that. I think using Medusa does the same thing, and they think it's a Kadopal pause, and they find out it's a Medusa. Okay, and it becomes no longer a ranger thing. That's why the guard shows oh, up and is like, yeah. "We're taking over." And it's like, "We did all the work." Yeah, yeah, you I'd did. Like, uh, this is uh, this is police now. All right, cool. A Kadopal pause from the Greek word to look downward. How do you spell that? C A T O B L E P A S. It is a legendary creature from Ethiopia, first described by Pliny the Elder and later Claudius Aelianus. Resembles a cape buffalo with its head always pointing downward due to its great weight. Its stare or breath could turn people into stone or kill them. Hmm. Thought to be based on the real-life encounters with wildebeests, such that these dictionaries say the word is synonymous with new, the GNU. Yeah. Which is, yeah. It is also known as an African version of a gorgon. 
Oh, cool. I've yeah. heard of a Gorgon yeah. from Inhumans. Um, so they think they think they're raiding a group that is using like a dopal pause mm -hmm. or something similar to turn people into statues and then sell those statues, which is messed up. Yeah, very messed up. Uh, we get, what they're we really get that, doing is worse. We get that, yeah, we get that little under uh, introduction of each of the character where it's like, all right, everybody riding the Minotaur is like in the corner, like as a waiter. Yeah. You had to be a waiter. What about you, human? My name, you know, I have, you know, my name mm -hmm. is Lewis. Are we doing what? What kind? Of, what kind of name conventions are we doing? What do you mean? So not, fantasy, not Lord of the. Rings. We're not doing Lord of the Rings style stuff. Okay. Don't think that's, I get, I mean, I'm, I'm fine okay, doing if that. Everybody has it. It's cool. Sure. I'm because I'm wondering. A lot of fantasy will lift a naming convention from a real life civilization. Uh, Roman is very common. Uh, Dominus, Maximus, that mm. sort of thing. Yeah. Um, British is pretty common. Russian is pretty common. Um, you're we are starting to see more and more fantasy published with like a Japanese background, uh, yeah. Chinese background. Um, there is some African fantasy fantasy that's getting published out there. It's pretty good from what I've heard. Okay. Um, the Acacia trilogy. I don't remember the author's name, but that's the one that got a lot of attention a few years ago. Did you have something in mind? Is that why you're asking? No, I, I'm I'm asking because we've talked about Steve Roger Lewis. They're just stupid names. Cool. My brain. Okay. Um, I might just figure out what works. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't think it should be. I don't think it should be that big of a thing. So one thing that has helped me, because I will say, reading Game of Thrones was kind of hard because the names. Those are those are kind of a special case because those names are intentionally designed to be similar but different to British names of a an equivalent time frame. Sure, I just don't like it. That's fine. So one thing that's helped me as a writer, and some people think this is a shortcut, it's a technique and a tool. There are websites out there that generate what people call Markov chains, where it's a computer program that takes words that you enter into a field, cuts them up and rearranges them, and then generates words based on the trends that have appeared in there. So you can find name generators out there. Okay. Look up Roman name generator, and you will get Roman-like names that aren't specifically Roman. Oh, cool. All yeah. Right. Might wind up using some of that. I found an American one that generates names based on American first names. Okay, like what? Edwin. Hale. Oh, uh, cool. Joham. Like Joham, or something. Yeah. Barson. All right, cool. Let's do that. Galdon. Yeah, so fake American names. Fake American names. And yeah. then from the female list, Hathern, Debona, Harissa. Uh, That's Harissa. It's a spice. It's an E, not an A at the start. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Uh, Corendra, Tamin, Rakora, that sort of thing. Ugh. Galia is definitely a type of melon. Don't get me started on Rakoras. They're, they're the Karens of almost Earth. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so the scene that you're working on. Yeah, oh, the, cool. the, uh, and it'll be, depending on how we do the reading, Yeah, it'll need to be shorter than I would probably naturally write it but yeah because you have to like what out. two or three paragraphs then right yeah yeah cool oh no i for for this show timing wise yeah it would probably be two or three paragraphs. yeah, yeah, yeah. but for a full scene like this it could go on depending on what we do you know yeah, like, five to 15 pages chapter, right? and that's way too much um all right what else you want to work on i don't know i feel like a lot of the finer points in this can be filled in in like the actual writing process <clears throat> i think we still need, Shifting we need, this to a novel is probably the best way to go about it. Yeah, this. I agree. Uh, feature is cool. Obviously, you're looking at a we lot haven't, of... We haven't done a novel either. We've done a graphic novel. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I, that makes sense. I like that. Um, we do need a big bad, though. 
Yeah. I think. You need one big bad. Yeah. And you're thinking it's a fish person? I think so. The fish yeah. person uh, diplomat or something. And we have a like a not a prolog, but you know, they're leading him away. And it's like, I just got off the rune with the fish person president. Now, would it be the human person who works in that embassy? Oh, um, it might oh, as their as their collaborator. Collaborator <laughs> or the main, and then it's all I say we use that as a red herring. It could be a double blame. A what? A double blame. Oh yeah, we're both of them. Yeah, I kind of like the idea that the person, the human working in the embassy, is innocent, but yeah. their contact is the one who's been kind of feeding them incorrect information while yeah. going behind their back. I like that with fish leader. Now, if you had to make a name for this, would you still call it unicorn smuggling? No. Yeah, not anymore, right? No. So now, what is it? What do you What are you feeling as far as name or genre uh, or not genre, like world building? Because it's probably. A cooler name in there. There probably is. Yeah. Something like the guild. Bean Guild. Bean Guild. <laughs> that's not that's not terrible. That is pretty bad, but it's not terrible. Not Bean Guild. No. The Guild. The Guild. As this word. That, I think that points it a little too heavily. I think it's too obvious pointing towards the villain. Well, I mean, if you Something think about like, it, we're um, gonna we're gonna throw a, a bone here that it's like a fish people here. The fish people is something that no one has really used. I, I'm, I'm yeah, feeling I, like this is a wordy title. Well, not, not wordy, but, you know, like more than just like two words. Oh, okay. Something like... Um, like a phrase? If if we make it so that this takes place over the course of like a night yeah. or something. Or like it, maybe it's an era, because since the fish people have been going for a while. Oh, yeah. So it's like a... Statue of limitations. Statue of limitations. Statue of limitations. A hard day's night with a K. Ugh. Wait, there's no knights in here. No, but it's fantasy. That's fair. Um, snake in the in the grass. No, I don't know. Yeah, honestly, I wish it, I wish Mark was on here. Mark would have been a really good help. Win actually said Piranha Man. Piranha Man. Piranha Man's not bad. That's not bad. And then, oh yeah, who's Piranha Man? I don't know. All right, uh, we got we got to summarize this. We got to go. Oh, okay. We're at, we got about twenty five thirty five seconds. Oh, geez. Okay. Thanks for watching. Talking upstream. Oh, Our ninety you. minute writers are more. We develop an idea based on a lot, single line issues that we bring up beforehand. And this one was unicorn smuggling. Now that little yeah. bit, we made apparently a novel. Um, going over a whole bunch of stuff with a uh, conspiracy, a shadow yeah. organization, some humans that are bad, a bunch of our stuff. But this is what we do every single week, folks. And thank you very much. Thank you to IBM TV for letting us do this. Thank you for, uh, to Whatever Talk, Donnie and Kevin, for showing up. Yeah, Appreciate awesome. that. Yeah, go check them out, too. Thank you to our Patreon members. If you do want to support, obviously, somenobodies.com. I'm sorry, patreon.com slash somenobodies. Uh, go to IBM TV and watch all the other shows they have on there. There's a lot, and they cover a lot of topics. Yeah, the, good. the travel show of Brandon's awesome. Yeah, Will like the music great. ones, uh, yeah. Alexander May and... The other Zach? Yeah, there was Zach, yeah. yeah other uh, Zach, because yeah. I knew him first. And then there's a, there's, there's a weed show on Wednesday, which is kind of cool, because we live in Colorado, so yeah. uh, you'd think we'd be on there, but uh, we're not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, sure he, I'm sure he'd be thrilled. That's actually a way smarter show than I gave it credit for. Oh, cool. It, it's a lot about people that are doing time for, oh, yeah. for marijuana uh, crimes, which should not be there. So right. uh, if that interests you at all, check that out on Wednesdays. Other than that, thank you very much. We appreciate we the appreciate time. We appreciate you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.